0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. My name is Jay Steigman, and with me, as always, is my pal... Noelle Schmidt. That's right, dude. So good to see you. You too. Hey. Hi. Hi. Um, just a quick thing. High Spirits is a show in which uh, we drink booze and we talk about ghosts, two of our favorite things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, we do those things. We do. And, uh, Noelle, who are you sponsored by? Um, tonight I am drinking... (laughs) Tell Dark Stranger. Oh, Creepathon. Hey there. Yeah. Handsome. No. Hi. Bad. Bad. Why? Delicious <laughs> and sexy. That's where you and I, like, deviate, right? Um. You're like bad idea guys, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Alright. Um. Well, you're alive. I'm in general bad idea, Noelle. <laughs> I make... <laughs> At this point, they're just called choices. Yeah, all right, let's just call them choices. Decisions. Decisions. We're making them. Tall, dark, tall, dark stranger. Decisions. <laughs> uh, I'm over here drinking some Bud Light. Oh, yeah. in a bottle like a fancy lady. In a bottle like a fancy lady. Uh, <laughs> You're normally a can girl. I know, your husband bought me <laughs> the wrong <laughs> kind. No, he didn't buy me the wrong kind, he was sweet. He. he, he I know. He thinks I'm a lady who drinks bottles. Right, but what he doesn't know is that you're a lady who likes to crush the can and then smash it on your forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Could not be further from the truth. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I'm going classic beer. We're all, uh, just so you know, not to be political on this show, but we're not supposed to drink any Miller products from here on out. Nope, we're out of that. Yep, which is a bummer for me. support Mr. T. And we don't, not the Mr. T. Yep, nope, the Mr. T. Oh, no. From the A-team. <laughs> he needs all the help he can get, nope, though. if you... Well, I'm speaking in code, but if uh, <laughs> you don't want to support the A-team and Mr. T, do not drink the Miller products because their CEOs are problematic. Yeah. That's problematic to me, too. hmm Hey, Noel. Yeah? Fan mail came in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which we've we received so little, most of it is harassment, but... Uh, <laughs> She deletes it before I can read it, because those I, are my favorite. I do. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, we had a, a, a couple of people who wanted to know more about us. So, okay. uh, the first question uh, was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being totally serious, uh, what is your favorite book, Noel? Um. Oh, ooh, uh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a really tough question. I like how you sound really Wisconsin when you. Oh no! Uh oh man. Um, this is kind of lame, but my my probably my all time favorite book is Salem's Lot by Stephen King. It's ah. one of the first books that like I read by choice. Okay. In life, <laughs> like it wasn't assigned to me to read. That's amazing. And uh, I it's about vampires and it's awesome. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. And I really I love that book. I read it, I, I, I probably read it, like, every couple years. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of books that I... <laughs> Your book is going to be so much smarter than mine. It is not. With all like... due respect to Mr. King. <laughs> Looking around my room, uh, the ghostry, I mean. Uh, I think maybe Myra Breckenridge by Gore Vidal. Oh. I have never read that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. It's actually it, it's not spectacular, but I uh, I read it at a very young age, and I it it, it opened my eyes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Gorvadal is kind of a hero of yours. He is a hero of mine, yeah. and uh, this is a book that he would call a one-handed book. Okay. Do you know what I mean by that? No, I don't. One is for reading, and the other one is for diddling. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, Gore Vidal, um, you are a delight. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a smart person's jack-off book. Oh, that's really good. I like that. <clears> okay, <throat> right, Noel. Uh, a listener wants to know, what's your favorite movie? Um, okay, so it's kind of a three-way tie. Um, Gore Vidal loves three ways. <laughs> uh, it's a, a, I would have to say Clue. Oh, I love that movie. Ghostbusters. Okay. And, um, the original Halloween. Okay. <laughs> just to slide that on. There. No, I, no, it's so I like that So good. The simplicity of it. It's too scary. Oh, it's so good. It's really it's so good. Do, 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 do. I Just... <laughs> oh, so good. I love that movie. Uh, my um, favorite movie is 9 to 5. Which I think we all knew. Yeah. But, yeah. uh... Yeah. It's a classic. It it's is a classic. One. Starling starring uh, Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin, and uh, Jane Fonda. Yes. Mhm. And Mr. Dabney Coleman, the Dabney Coleman. Yeah. He's a classic. Yeah, he is a. Uh, I don't know what, what he's it? doing now. <laughs> Bigoted, sexist, egotistical, something, some. It's from oh, Nanda. Okay. I was like in real life. No, it's, he's a it's he's a, a fine a, person. I Oh he was was he on um he was on House of Cards, right? Was that Dabney Coleman or that was Kevin Spacey? <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Oh no. No, I always confuse um uh Dabney Coleman with the guy who played Major Dad. <laughs> who was married, married to Delta you. Bird. Yes. Oh my god, what are we doing? <laughs> oh this man. is the Illuminati right now. <laughs> okay, and then finally, uh Noelle, the last question is uh, if I'm so nervous, no, I'm sorry, but like, uh, if you could come back and haunt some place, what would it be? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh man, um, I. Ooh, that's a thinker. I would. I. Ooh, I feel like I. My initial thought is to like haunt my family farm, but that. <laughs> love and, it. But, but I don't want to, because that means I would be stuck there for the, oh, for the rest of like God. eternity. So I feel like I would probably want to, um, uh, I would want to haunt some place in the city. So I would probably go back and haunt Navy. No, like I, I want to pick a place that <laughs> I, I enjoy. This is a really good question. And I don't know. You're going to say Navy Pier, by the way, for the listeners. I was going to say Navy Pier. You because you used to work at Joe's Bebop Cafe and Jazz Emporium. Ew. It was my first job in the city, and it was, like, my personal hell. Uh-huh. Um, but I, that place is awful enough, so I wouldn't want to haunt that. So I would probably have to say, um, oh, man... Oh, this is really tough. You guys, can you, can I can you do yours and can we come back to me because this is really hard. Sure. I actually hadn't thought of one at all. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm just gonna good like question. Yeah, it's a good question. Thank you, viewer, viewers, listeners. Um, I am going to say, uh, the jewel on, uh, Broadway and Bryn Mawr. That's a terrible jewel. Broadway and, and uh, Berwyn. Berwyn. It yeah. is a terrible jewel. It's terrible. It's so inefficient. Yep. And <laughs> I'm gonna haunt there. Uh, that's really, right under the red line. I think that I would like to haunt, um, Hamburger Mary's. <gasps> yes. Because it would be so much fun to be oh, there. Yeah, they have ants. They do have ants, but I, but I could <laughs> get past it. Um, yeah, that's you my choice. We had a conversation like two summers ago. We, I can't. We did. Um. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a ghost, I'm not touching ants. Yeah, but they're there. It's fine. Oh yeah, I didn't we go there? By the way, as if as if my jewel doesn't have ants. <laughs> that jewel is littered with ants. Ants everywhere. Ants. Um. <laughs> we, yeah, I would totally haunt the Hamburger Mary's because I would have oh. such an amazing time there and I would be able to mess with the people who were uncomfortable being there. Like the people who, like the dads who were drugged oh, yeah, by yeah. Their, their kids yeah. who think it's a fun place. And they're like, what's with that girl with the deep voice and, and the, the large gosh. feet and the Adam's apple? <laughs> 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 I just like flip his hat off. Well, listen, listeners, <laughs> uh, we're so happy that you are emailing us at High spirits at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm tickled. Yeah, we're Tickle Pink that uh, you care enough about what we like or don't like. Uh, for those who are harassing us, like, fuck you. Um, you can also see us at, uh, where Where else? Uh, we're, at, we're on oh, Facebook. Oh, Oh, we're on In- Well, we're on Facebook at um, High, Chi- High Spirit Chicago. We're on Instagrams, High Spirit Chicago. Uh, on the Twitter. Yeah. At what? High Spirits Chicago. Uh-huh. Anything else? Anything I'm missing? I don't know. Probably. That's- that sounds accurate. Y'all, uh, tonight Noel and I are going to talk about Lincoln Park. The the, the band? The... No, <laughs> no. I have a connection to that band. Tell everything you. I I won't. It's it's a friend who I no think is tell, say everything. A delight. No, he, he's, he he used to play with um the lead singer for the band. Like play games or guitar? No, like he played in a band with him. Who is this? I can't say. I won't say his name, but <laughs> oh he's a God. he is a delight. And we pick on him enough for his rock star photos, so I will mm-hmm. leave it at that. Okay. I doubt he's listening to this. <laughs> 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 and if you are, hi, buddy. Hey, friend. Um. So we're going to talk about Lincoln Park, which is a huge park here in Chicago. If uh-huh. you don't know what Lincoln Park is, it is kind of the equivalent to Central Park, New York, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal here. It's not as big. No, but Chicago's but not as big. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they actually <laughs> were, were planned by the same person. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No. I'm learning so much. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I have to tell you a few things. Um, Lincoln Park's boundaries are north by Diversity Parkway, mm-hmm. west by the Chicago River, south by North Avenue, east by Lake Michigan. Okay. Peach? Got it. Great. Right. Peach. Um, right now, uh, Lincoln Park is one of the wealthiest and most expensive communities in which to live in Chicago, which is why we don't live there. Exactly. We don't. (laughs) Uh, Lincoln Park is, uh, the average single family house is priced around 1 million and many homes, uh, sell for more than 10 million, 10 million. Goodness. That's a lot. Yeah. In, uh, 10 years ago in 2007, Forbes magazine named the area between Armitage, Willow Street, Burling Street, and Orchard Street as most expensive block in Chicago. So there's that. Now, let's talk about Lincoln Park, the actual park. In 1837, the state of Illinois gave Chicago a piece of land outside the city limits to use as a burial ground. This land was located in what is now the southern edge of Lincoln Park. From 1843 to 1859, it served as Chicago's city cemetery, including family-owned lots, Pottersfield, and the Jewish and Catholic cemeteries. In July of 1854, in a six-day period, more than 200 cholera victims were buried in the Pottersfield. Yeah. Uh. Wait, remind me of. Remind me what cholera is again. I know it's I know it's no good. Uh, it's a terrible waterborne disease. Okay. Yeah. It basically is uh, it is it infectious? Yeah. Well it's communicable. Okay. Which so is the same thing. Throwing them all into like that. So it, it results in um without getting too technical, uh diarrhea, vomiting and That's what I thought. Okay. Mm. So but is it a good idea to throw all these people that died of cholera in one spot? It is not. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, long story short, uh, the cemetery in Lincoln Park was the only cemetery in Chicago until 1859. Wow. And if uh, those of you listening, and obviously Noel and I know this because we live here, Lincoln Park is gorgeous. It's Beautiful. right on the lakefront. It is like where everybody goes to picnic and play frisbee and drink and there's a zoo there. Oh, we'll get to that. Zoo lights. Cool. Beautiful. Yep. Researchers estimate more than thirty. Oh, well. So, uh, before we, before, uh, um, <laughs> so this whole area of Lincoln Park was used as a cemetery, and researchers estimate that more than. 35,000 people were buried in the area. Whoa. This includes 4,000 Confederate soldiers who died at Camp Douglas and who were buried in Pottersfield. Wait, Camp Douglas is... That's not the one that's, like, in Galena, is it? No, it's the no. one that's here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't... One of the most disgusting um, prisoner of war camps uh, for the Civil War was right here in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You would think that we were we, were, we would be uh, far enough away, but we weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They actually put people on trains. So, you know, the, the bottom most of um, Illinois is c- uh, connected to Kentucky and then right. Tennessee. Right. They would put people on trains at uh, Cairo, Illinois, which is called Cairo at the right. time, right. and shoot them up on a train to um, Chicago. This prisoner of war camp is disgusting. We're going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> camp Douglas. Camp Douglas was one of the largest Union Army prisoner of war camps uh, where Confederate soldiers were taken. In February of 1862, Ulysses S. Grant, with well, the army under him, captured Fort Donelson on the Cumberland and Fort Henry on the Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The North took 12,000 to 15,000 Confederate prisoners, and they were transported up the railroad to here. Okay. To Camp Douglas. Now, that was February of 1862. In March of 1862, less than a month later, 700 of those prisoners had died. Ugh. Yeah. Not nice. No. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, in the aftermath of the war, Camp Douglas eventually uh, was noted for its poor conditions. Now, this is kind of fucked up, and I want you to think about it. <sighs> when a prisoner of war camp gets noted for how fucking terrible they are, that's pretty awful. Right? I mean, it's just... It's awful. Um, Who's... I mean, but what's the what's the regulation on that? Like, it's not like um, the... Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know, like, who comes in and, like, rates the, like, like, prison system now. Like, is it the FCC? No, it wouldn't be that. It would be... I, I have no idea. I don't know. But let's say somebody from the Justice Department comes in, and they're, like, rating the, these prisons. Like, what's the report? I have to say this for you. Um, as far as I can tell with prisons, that justice has very little to do with them. Right, and that's kind of... Snap, ooch, ow, I'm a prison abolitionist. But anyway... No, and that's (laughs) kind of my... That's my point. Like, so what if you're getting, like, a one-star review on Yelp, your prison sucks? Like, who's coming in to be like, we need to reform this and we need to fix these conditions and these men can't poop in slop buckets? Like, who... Nobody's doing it. So, like, who cares if you're getting a bad review? And this is crazy because this is a... uh, This is a northern POW camp for... Confederates, and they are even still doing the math that um, the death rate was between 17 and 23 percent. Ugh. Yep. So, so not a not a prison camp, basically a death camp. That's crazy. So is it one of those things where word <clears throat> spread that you that's not where you want to end up? Is yep. it more that way? Uh-huh. Okay, got it. There's actually a prison in uh, the south called Andersonville, which we'll probably talk to you, talk about mm-hmm. later. It it uh, actually has a worse history than Camp Douglas. But okay. to the victors go the spoils. Right. Um. So let's talk about this. Uh, sickness and death among the prisoners and guards reached epidemic levels. By the way, to be a guard at this prison means you had to fuck up. Oh. Like you were an enlisted man, and yeah. then you were like. They were like, "You suck. Go guard this prison." Um, temperatures in the winter were as low as negative twenty Fahrenheit. That's that's cold. Well, they died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'll freeze your toes that'll off. That'll freeze your toes off. They lived in tents, and not good ones, and they died. Uh, smallpox uh, in the summer of eighteen sixty-two. Henry Whitney Bellows, president of the U.S. Sanitary Commission, wrote the following. Uh, this is a quote. I'm going to read it. It's going to take me a minute. Sir, the amount of standing water, unpoliced grounds, of foul stinks, of unventilated and crowded barracks, of general disorder, of soil reeking miasmic accretions, of rotten bones and emptying of camp kettles, is enough to drive a sanitarian to despair. I hope that no thought will be entertained of mending matters. The absolute abandonment of the spot seems to be the only judicious course. I do not believe that any amount of drainage would purge the soil loaded with accumulated filth or those barracks fetted with two stories of vermin and animal exhalations. Nothing but fire can cleanse them. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yikes! Yikes! During the Civil War, Camp Douglas had the highest death of POWs between seven. I uh, think seventeen and twenty-three mm-hmm. percent. Uh. One has to wonder what happened to the four thousand Confederate soldiers. The uh, these are the dead. This is explaining like. Some of the summer smells of the city. Uh, use. uh The ones they removed. The grave sites may be found at Oakwood Cemetery in Jackson Park. Okay. the south side of Chicago. Yep. A one-acre mass grave and a monument was erected in 1895, memorializing the Southern soldiers who earthly, whose earthly remnants remained in the North. Uh, Today, the Lake Meadows condominiums are on that site. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just did an episode where (laughs) we discovered that you really should not build shit where dead people are. Don't do it, guys. Guys. Don't, because an old man's going to show up at your door and he's going to be like, You've got some bodies buried in your backyard. I mean, if you're lucky, <laughs> Shit. Right. Mostly you'll notice that you've got some bodies buried in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In 1860, Lake Park, which was earlier called Cemetery Park, mm-hmm. was established by the city on the land just north of the city's burial ground. In 1965, the park was renamed to honor the recently assassinated President Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Land of Lincoln. Land of Lincoln. So they began to evacuate the cemetery uh, for several reasons. The first of, uh, the poor quality of soil meant that bodies and caskets were constantly shifting and emerging from the sandy, moist, and moving lakeside ground. Okay. So, you guys know, well, know all those. Uh, Chicago's a swamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they were burying bodies underground, mm-hmm. and they were just shifting. They kept coming back up, just moving around. I don't even know. Like, I'm just mortified by all of this. I'm, like, just <laughs> staring at you and, like, I hate this. I don't like any uh, of this. I don't like war stuff. I don't like dead bodies. I don't like dead bodies coming out of the ground. I don't uh, like it. 35,000 people, dude. That's terrible. We're just like constantly, like every story that you tell about Chicago basically tells me (laughs) that we're just walking all over corpses. That's all we're doing in the city is walking on corpses. At least when we're downtown. Wait, I wonder, is that my fault or is that history's fault? I think it's your fault. Okay. (laughs) For telling me that I'm doing these things. (laughs) I was minding my own business, doing my own things, walking down the street, and now all I'm thinking about is what's underneath yeah. me. Dead bodies. Dead bodies everywhere. Okay. Let's go back to 1865, dude. <laughs> uh, a doctor at the time named John H. Roush began writing papers about the hazard of the cemetery. Okay. Uh, because the, uh, uh, the grounds were so near the lake and below the water table, the bacteria from the bodies basically... Um, uh basically. Oh, no. Made it ooze and seep into the water supply. Oh, not good, right? I was hoping you weren't going to say that ooze and seep that <laughs> went into the water supply. No, it for sure went into the water supply. It's like that. Um. Oh, what is that girl's name? Alisa. Um, have you heard that story about that girl in LA? She was staying at some hotel and she had like a manic episode. Some people think it's ghosts. We should probably just tell the story sometime. But she ended up, uh, she ended up on on the roof of the hotel, and ended up somehow going into like one of the big water barrels that was like the water supply. Oh shit! And they didn't no. discover her for like three weeks, and everybody was like brushing their teeth and showering and drinking this water. And people were like, yeah, it tasted kind of funny. Gross. They were drinking dead girl water. Dead Girl Water sponsored by Noelle A. Schmidt. Dead Canadian Girl Water. Ugh. It's a really it's a very tragic story. We should we should touch on it sometime. Yeah. I don't know if it's a full episode, but it's kind of a nutso story. Nutso Anyway. Um Dead Guy Water. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the final reason they wanted the cemetery to be removed from what we now call Lincoln Park is You probably guessed this, but, uh, (laughs) rich, awesome people wanted a pretty park. That sounds accurate. You know where a really good park is, right? We want to build over the cemetery. (laughs) I mean, it's beautiful. And they were like, let's get these bodies out of here. Well, yes. And I, and I get that, but, um, and I appreciate the park and I love going there. Um, it's in, a great part of the city. You have a beautiful view of downtown. The lake is right there. All the reasons to have this beautiful park. Mm-hmm. However, I would argue that Ooh. there are beautiful cemeteries and beautiful ways to remember the dead and um, respect the dead and ways to work around that. And obviously we can't go back and we can't fix it, but I feel like that could have also been taken care of. Cause you look at a place like, Graceland Cemetery or Rose Hill Uh, Cemetery. Hold on. Gorgeous location. Both those were a response to this. Oh, okay. (laughs) Look at this. Um, The entire population of Chicago is uh, uh, buried in what we now call the Park and Graceland and Roseland, which, as you know, are five miles plus plus seven miles Uh uh, from. Right. This area. We both yeah. live very close to... Yeah. That's yeah. actually why those okay. cemeteries exist. Interesting. They had not existed before. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I was on the same page as all of those oh. people from 1865. Uh, in 1869, the uh, city officials uh, passed control of cemetery grounds, along with 50 acres of unused area of cemetery property. All right. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, uh, Potter's Field, which is where all the poppers and the uh, Confederate soldiers were, um, it was ordered to be cleared. Duh, it was ordered to be cleared. Um, this is the craziest thing, and this will come into play in a second. Only twelve workers were given twenty-five days to complete the task. Ugh. Oh. Um, in 1872, a Tribune article estimated it probably would have taken 500 days. How many people were buried there? Do they have an estimate? Uh, in Potter's Field, I am not exactly sure. In the entire Lincoln Park Cemetery, 35,000. Okay. And so you have to kind of factor in that a large portion, like probably close to half. Would you Would you say? I mean, it's it's incredible. Ugh. We're gonna get to it. In uh, 1874, park commissioners, apparently tired of waiting waiting for families to step up, they condemned 712 cemetery lots, each of which contained as many as eight graves. So they just were like, fuck it, you haven't paid attention to the ordinance, up they go. Park records show bodies being disinterred as late as 1887. A Chicago historian who works for the Chicago History Museum acknowledges this history is a mess. What's under there <laughs> is still under speculation. Uh, well, they should have sent in the feds. <laughs> okay. They would have fixed it. They would have fixed that problem right up. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. That goes back to that previous conversation we have been having. Now, y'all know about the couch tomb. If you're from Chicago, you know about the couch tomb. Yep. Uh, That thing in Lincoln Park that looks like a mausoleum is a mausoleum. Good eyes, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. You figured it out. You did. In 1871, um, the fire swept through Chicago, destroying almost all the markers in the cemetery. The only one it left was the Couch Memorial, and this one is still in the park. It's located on LaSalle Drive behind the uh, Chicago History Museum. Uh, Ira Couch, who's interned in the tomb, was one of the earliest innkeepers, and he opened the Tremont House. You know the Tremont Mm -hmm. House? Yep. Yep. He opened it in 1835. His tomb cost $7,000 in 1850s money. That's a lot of money. Dude. That's a lot of money to bury a dude. Curzy. What? That's curzy money. Can I you just may. say something? And I'm putting this out there for our for our two listeners and for <laughs> you know, my best friend, Jay Stagman. When I go, just burn my body. Yeah, girl. Uh, do not waste any time on a headstone. Do not waste any money on a headstone or a mausoleum or whatever because the cost... Is so ridiculous. Yeah. I am dead. I am hopefully gone away. Hopefully, like that beer you like to drink. Oh, gone away. I see what you did and there. You like that? Um, I'm I'm not like just burn it. I'm good. Yeah. This body has caused nothing but trouble for me. Um, it's it's just a shell. It's just a vessel, and it's broken. Good day to it. <laughs> good, day. <laughs> good day. Do not. Yeah, like the cost. The money that, like, my when my grandfather passed away last year, my grandmother was like, spare no expense. And we are not a wealthy people. Like, we don't, like, my grandpa worked very hard his whole life, but he was a factory worker for most, most of his life. Um, and he invested well, but it, it, that's besides the point. Like, she wanted only the best of the best of the best for him and spent, like, so much money on a gravestone and on the best coffin. And I was like, is this like, important to him, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand it, but please, so that's my rant for today. Burn me. <laughs> no one's going to burn you, but I love it, because that's a couch too. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of people who are like, oh, that's a, I, there's that weird uh, mausoleum thing in Lincoln Park. What is it? And I'm like, what do you think it is? Like, almost like a Q&A. And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, it's a fucking mausoleum. So, it's a, In the Shape of a Couch on Purpose. No, it's not a couch. Oh, I thought you said it. No, no, no. The Couch Family. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. You've passed. It, it, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I thought you were saying, I thought you said it was In the Shape of a Couch. No. And I was like, wait. I. I'm, it might have come out. That I, I am the, sorry. The Couch Tube. Got it. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, um, in that Couch Tube that people can see, there's probably seven people in it. So it's not just one person. And then you're stuck there. there with all those people. Like, half of them you probably don't even like. So I'm finna talk about ghosts. Shall we talk about ghosts? I, yes, we're at 32 minutes hey. and you're getting to a ghost. Listen, 35,000 people <laughs> and I'm There's finally so getting to many a ghost. Ghosts. I know. 4,000 people have died in a POW camp. I'm finally doing ghosts. You're killing it. Come on, dude. Okay. Here's something I think is so stupid that I have to bring up. Uh, vampires. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, in 1888, a man from Lakeview was convinced there were vampires in Lincoln Park. He told friends and neighbors that he had been haunted by a vampire since the Civil War. Does he own a bookstore in, Link- in Lake- Lakeview? At uh, the... <laughs> He went on to say that if you rubbed some special clairvoyant varnish on your glasses, you could see vampires. If you rub varnish on your glasses, you can't see through your glasses, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, this sounds like a recipe for disaster. (laughs) A couple months later, a story in the Tribune told about a woman's husband who went missing. She allegedly blamed the vampire for his disappearance. <laughs> it was vampire, vampire, vampire. Vampire. <laughs> vampire. But because people are stupid, a vigilante group of kids called the Vampire Hunters, yes, began running around Lincoln Park trying to find the vampire. Oh, well, that's amazing! How do I not know this story? Um, here's how it ends, which is my favorite ending for everything fucking stupid. Uh, her husband was finally found. <laughs> Stooping. no his, his boyfriend. <laughs> it does not say, but I okay. would not put it past him. The vampire was eventually found. Um, he was just drunk. <laughs> He's not a four-day bender. It's yep, cool. That's fine. He does that sometimes. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that's amazing! The Vampire Hunters. What happened to those guys? Still, still killing it. Probably. It's like an underground society. We must find them. If you're listening, I'm going to take email us, us at High Spirits Chicago at Gmail. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take you to Suicide Bridge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, spanning the lagoon. But this is uh uh by. The Zoo. Mm-hmm. Spain the Lagoon... I'm f- I think I know exactly was the, the bridge. high bridge. No, you actually don't, because it's not there anymore. Okay, because I was going to say, that bridge... Nope. ...is not very high. <laughs> no, it was, it's it like, was called... it's like, uh, goodbye, Creole World. Uh, it was uh, built in 1893. Okay. Around the time of the Columbian Exposition, and it was completed in uh, 1894. Okay. The Daily... The Chicago Daily News mm-hmm. said that the bridge's highest point was 75 feet, okay, over the waters of the lagoon. And it became a favorite place for people to commit suicide. Now in Chicago people jump in front of trains. Yeah. So sad. Yes. There's they can't get up to the top of those high buildings. Yeah. Uh, the estimates of the amount of people who uh, committed suicide in that amount of time, like uh, 1890s to early 1000s of the mm-hmm. 1900s, 50 to 100. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. For a while, the rate of suicides was one jumper per month in the <sighs> 1910s. Oh, my God. So, yeah. would They, they would just walk up there, like, freely yep. and just jump. Just jump. Why didn't they put some security on it? Like when they were doing, started to Fine do the, math. Math, the dismantling. Oh my God. Off the bridge began on November 1st, 1919. Yeah, they, uh, so the, it to, wait, 1919? So it took them how many years? Um, 1893 to 1919. Oh my God. 20 years? Sure. That's 26 years. Right? Yeah. They tore it down. That's some fast math I just did for you guys. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, in Lincoln Park, near the suicide bridge. Okay. The same lagoon. I can't believe that. That once a month they were like somebody they were like, well, there he goes to so just take uh, taking the view and nobody was oh my god. Sorry. That's crazy. You're fine. I mean I it's can't believe that awful. like yeah. Uh in the eighteen nineties, um There was a person called Sombrero Man. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Policemen from that era chased reports of ghosts, including Sombrero Sombrero Man. Man. The ghost would draw a pistol, shoot at cops, and uh, they would return fire and see the bullets pass through him without injury. That's all I have. (laughs) Sombrero man, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably like, uh... oh, it's too good. (laughs) That's the best name they could come up with. All right. Uh, Okay, so just so you know, um, here's some modern bones because obviously 35,000 people were buried in uh, Lincoln Park. Uh, The Lincoln Park Zoo, which was founded in uh, 1868. in 1962, a former director said that workers found a skeleton and a casket when they dug the foundation for the zoo's barn. Uh, yeah, um, so maybe we, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't build it on top of a cemetery. Right. Just saying. After getting a guidance from the bureaucrats on what to do, they reburied the casket and poured foundation on top of it. Hey, how about we just put um, some animals on top of it? We yep. don't actually live here. Actually, we'll let, the, we'll let the animals deal with the dead people. There's a huge thing in Chicago, which I did not realize. Um, our friend, Ursula Bielski. Ursula Bielski, yeah, mm-hmm. Runs a uh, haunted Lincoln Park. Oh, really? Tour. I didn't know oh. she did that. She do's does it. Oh, that's fun. I'm going to go to do, the... you, do you Are there reports of, uh, like, uh, uh, the last episode that we did, are there reports of um, pets acting strangely? <laughs> are the... Uh, <laughs> well, maybe the lion, that's, why, that's yeah. why when you go to the Lincoln Park Zoo, you never see the animals, because yeah. they're all, like, cowering in fear. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, right there on Lincoln Park is the Chicago Histo- uh, His- History Museum. I was about to say, history! Mm-hmm. Chicago History Museum. Uh, in 1998, a part of the park was evacuated for the Chicago History Museum's parking facility. And, Noel, the remains of 81 individuals were uncovered. 81. I'm shaking my head because I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> of course they I'm aren't. laughing because I'm uneasy. 80 fucking one, y'all. Oh, my God. Jill Austin of the Chicago History Museum said It looks so peaceful and quiet and beautiful and serene and there's a lot going on here. When you go out into these grounds you just imagine twelve thousand more people buried on this parkland that has been oh sorry, that has people playing and running going to the museum. It's a spooky feeling. Yeah it is. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> Joe tells the truth. We know. <laughs> oh my God. Here's a story from uh, Dearborn Street. In 2013, Gerardo Munoz, a uh, construction worker, uh, was stunned when he was digging an apartment in the Gold Coast. Just six inches under the loose soil, he found bones. Six inches? Yep. So it's Hold on. Oh We God. kept digging, and it was more bones and more bones, Munoz said. Human bones, it was ribs and leg bones, Minos said. Minos called the building owner who called the police. Officers, officers came to retrieve their remains shortly after and handed them over to Cook County Medical Examiner's office. They were confirmed human remains. But the Chicago police didn't investigate. Where Minos was digging in the Gold Coast in the 1400 block of North Dearborn Street, was a Catholic cemetery stretching east from Dearborn to Astor and north from Schiller to Schiller to North Avenue. Pamela Banos, a Northwestern University researcher, said, It's almost safe to say if you dig on Dearborn or State Street, you're gonna find bones. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Just walking all over corpses every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... All right. What else? <laughs> um. So we're gonna get back to the Potter's Field. Uh, the Potter's Field is just off a lake shore in the Gold Core Gold Coast, which mm-hmm. is one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are baseball fields and a field house in this location. Okay. Pottersfield was where Chicago's poorest residents used to be buried, along with cholera victims and the Southern soldiers during the Civil War. 145 of the bodies lay, oh, sorry, lie, clustered together at the north end of the baseball field, <laughs> 130 <laughs> by 200 feet in dimension. The Tribune interviewed a Gold Coast resident who was tossing a softball with a friend in Lincoln Park Saturday afternoon, who said, it's a little unsettling. A little? (laughs) To learn that the park was full of joggers, flag football games, and picnics. And finally, uh, there are tennis courts, and underneath those tennis courts are six bodies, perhaps more. That's it. Well, great. So, I guess I don't even know what to say. Other than I probably won't return to these places again. <laughs> that's all. Oh man. Thanks, thanks for that. Oh, I'm sorry, Noel. No, that's okay. You're just killing all of my hopes and dreams in Chicago. No vent for one minute. Okay. So, I guess, I just, my concern is, is that we're going to have a giant wave from Lake Michigan that's going to wipe out a lot of land, and then these bodies are going to come up. It's not, that's not a real thing that will happen, but my concern is that... (laughs) Um, there is erosion and that there are bodies that are buried not very deep into the ground and what will what will happen when bones start popping up all over the place. This is a legitimate concern and I don't like it. And I'm really worried about these animals at the Lincoln Park Zoo and what we're going to do about them because they're being tormented every day and nobody seems to care about them. Um, so... What else can I rant about? Because I have so many things to rant about right now. Um, I just don't even know. Um, So I'm going to take a... I'm vamping for Jay while she looks something up right now. Um, I also want to talk about the suicide bridge because... That's a thing, apparently. Now there's a small bridge there. If you've never been to the Lincoln Park Zoo, there's actually a nice little bridge over there. I don't even know if it's a lagoon or if it even goes over water, but it's a nice little bridge that you could probably leap off of and twist an ankle if you're me. Um, But yeah, I'd like to know more about the Sombrero Man. (laughs) And I'd like to know more about some other sightings. Have people seen other things other than the Sombrero Man? Man? Well, this to me is... um... One of the most important parts of this uh, seven mile haunting, five mile haunting, uh huh, is that people don't, people feel really weird and awful and strange, but they don't know what they're feeling. I mean, you could literally have a family of five just doing a picnic and feeling fucking weird yeah. and they don't know they're on right. the graves of, uh, 4,000 Confederate soldiers. Like I should be enjoying my time here cause it's yeah. a beautiful day. I'm having a picnic. Um, and then, but it's, this is miserable or I just feel sad or, yeah. Or every time you've gone to the zoo and, uh, your daughter has complained, uh, this is the craziest thing that I She's heard She's more upset because there aren't elephants. <laughs> right, but this is one of the things that I learned about this story is that the Lincoln Park Zoo, the treasure of Chicago, mm-hmm. is right on top of all this. Right. I am legitimately concerned about all of these animals and what this is doing to them. Like, is this affecting them? Is this why that chimp only has one arm? That's not why it has. There's an explanation as to why <laughs> oh he God. only has one arm. He got caught in the ropes and they had to amputate. Amputate. Oh. And you know what about that guy? He is a go-getter. He is just as spry as the other chimps yeah, in yes. that that glass cage. But I mean, it's. <sighs> I don't know how to, I don't know how to put this, but it's like one of those things. It's like the most beautiful landscape mm-hmm. in. Chicago, Illinois, Thir- I know I keep saying it, but 35,000 people were buried there. So, did they exhume any of these bodies, or did they... All of them. Well, all of them. Well, except so. for 1,200. Right. 12,000, I'm sorry. That's that's a lot. It's a difference. Um, that's a lot. So, you had brought up Rose Hill. Rose Hill, Graceland, St. Boniface, and uh, one other uh, cemetery up north ended up taking the uh, wealthier people. Mm -hmm. So they actually moved their gravestones and they moved their bodies. But in 1871, the fire came through, burned headstones, Mm -hmm. like wooden ones, right? Right. And so they never bothered exhuming those people. And then, of course, um, the pauper's graves were just filled, so they didn't bother with those. Ugh. It's terrible, and I don't like it. Um and i hope that this is something that we've all learned from and we won't do it again and the answer to that is cremation yes <laughs> just spread Spencer. just spread your ashes folks just spread them around dump them into an ocean share it with the fish i agree yeah thank you i'm glad you agree mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah that's my message for today <laughs> all right everybody well thank you so much uh yeah this is a short one i know let's yeah let's cut it yeah. you got anything else No. Nope. sorry um, i'm just depressed now i'm yeah. like afraid to go home don't be afraid uh, by the way if you live in chicago you're probably buried on somebody or you're buried on somebody ah you're walking all over corpses you are you, you are. are um the more i read into this the more that i ugh Dead bodies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jay Stagman with my pal, Noel Schmidt, and we are the hosts of something called High Spirits, which is a show in which we drink alcohol and we talk about ghosts. That's... Yes. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> Noel, what you drinking? I am drinking Tall Stranger. Hey there, handsome. Um... Bad choices. Be careful. Nope. Just choices. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Only choices. And this I'm winter. drinking Bud Light because it's very cheap and it <laughs> is not Miller Light, which is not a thing we're doing right now because we're boycotting. We're taking a break from the. Taking a little brick skis. Taking break, Steve. All right. All right, kids. Hey. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to us. We really value you, and Noel has one last gnarly thing to say. Sweet dreams.